Welcome to the Multifamily Five, where industry experts provide raw information about how they are achieving success in the current market conditions. And now, your host, Dallas-based real estate broker, Mark Allen. And welcome to the Multifamily Five. Today, I have JT Lynch from Ramey King Insurance. JT, how's it going? Doing great. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for yeah, joining thanks us. For, yeah, thanks so much for having me. This is great. Yeah, absolutely. So today we're going to talk a little bit about um, the insurance market, just kind of what's going on, and uh, uh, no better than uh, JT himself, who you know services a lot of our clients. So uh, looking forward to have this discussion with you. Yes, the the necessary evil, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of people's big pain point right now: taxes and insurance. Yep, yep. It's always taxes and insurance for sure. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit about yourself and then uh, about Ramey King as well. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm an insurance broker with Ramey King Insurance. Uh, we've actually been in Denton, Texas uh, since 1889. So family run agency for forever. We've been um, specializing in multifamily insurance for over 35 years now. Um, we are located here, you know, close to Dallas. Uh, most of our uh, transaction and clients are here in Texas, but um, we are licensed nationwide as well. So we can help with uh, any properties uh, that you're looking out there. And I'm sure we'll get into it. A lot of people are looking, you know, in, in other areas too. So um, about me, I'm born and raised um, right around this area. I've met my wife at Texas Tech and um, been in the insurance industry uh, for going on five years now. And um, Ramey King is is a great place to be. Uh, like I said, small family run agency, but we've got um, the, the the power to to reach out to all the carriers that are any good at multifamily, especially here in Texas. So um, great place to be, and uh, I, I I love working here. Well, great. All right, let's get going. So, uh, can you explain to the listeners what's a what's a soft market, what's a hard market, what kind of market are we in? Yeah, so soft markets when uh, when everything's just a little bit a little bit easier, right? Um, it, it, it's easy to get great insurance premiums from multiple different carriers, and right now we're in a bit of a hard market for a number of different reasons. So um, carriers are going to be more selective to uh, the properties that they want to write, uh, especially when you get into coastal properties, you know, Galveston, Houston area. Um, and depending on age, you know, there's a lot of carriers that they just, that they don't have an appetite for it. So, um, there are a lot of reasons why this is a hard market right now, but yeah, we're definitely in a, in a harder market than we've seen in the past. Yeah. And just for reference for the listeners, you know, we're, we're primarily speaking here to Texas. So how has the insurance market changed, I guess, this year versus maybe, you know, 2020 or even, you know, uh, 2019? Yeah. Um, it's a great question. There, there's been a couple things, and a lot of people would would say, you know, well, how has COVID affected it? Or really, in Texas, it hasn't um, affected us too much. Uh, I think the biggest things are um, just due to increased cost of construction. We've seen some higher building amounts being required from lenders. So before, where we could insure a building for, like, say, a hundred dollars a square foot, now we're seeing them ask for more, uh, hundred and ten dollars, hundred and fifteen dollars. Uh, so that's that's been a change, but actually that's been that's been decreasing. Actually, we saw that kind of peak in the middle of the year, and that's actually gone down quite a bit. I think the 
materials and labor um, are getting better. So that, that's starting to go on the downside. But also the huge um, February storm event, uh, that was a crazy anomaly, um, affected all of Texas, basically. So that's, that's the biggest change um, that we've seen. There's a ton of claims, um, and a lot of those took a while to close out just because the materials weren't there to fix some of these damaged pipes and things like that. Um, some carriers were affected worse than others. Um, there's a carrier we work with that had $200 million worth, worth of loss uh, just from those February storms. So it's been, a, it's been an interesting year. It's, like I said, it's an anomaly. We've never seen snow on you know, the, the coast there in Galveston, but we saw it this year. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Any expectations for next year? Yeah, I mean, like I said, that, that, that's an anomaly. You're not going to see that happen every year. Um, but because so many losses um, took place, you know, we're, we're planning for um, kind of a worst case scenario as far as um, increase in premiums. So 5 to 10% an increase just because to recoup those losses are what we're planning for. But again, not every carrier um, took as many losses as others. So now's a good time to really take a look at the options you have there at Renewal or a new property you're buying, let's make sure that we're shopping um, enough carriers to, to make sure that you're getting the best bang for your buck uh, coverage wise and premium wise also. Yeah. And, you know, just generally, what are you seeing in North Texas right now, as far as, I don't know if you look at it at probably, I don't look at it on a price per unit, more so a price per square foot, because you may see, you know, sub 500 per unit per year on a, um, you know, with a a property with really small, you know, studios and one bedroom units, uh, or you may see with larger units, I don't know, north of $700 per unit per year. So just, you know, kind of a general rule of thumb, you know, what do you see? Yeah, North North Texas. And and since, you know, all the, all the buyers, they're they're stuck on their per door price. You know, a lot of what we're seeing at 550 to $600 per door. And that all changes, like you said, with the the average size of the units, uh, plus the the year built um, and location. Year built's huge. Uh, You've seen it, uh, you know, between what, 65 to about 1980, they were using the uh, aluminum wiring as opposed to copper. They're also using those Federal Pacific stab lock breakers. And so when you get a property in that age range, um, a lot of times we're seeing those there and there's just not a lot of carriers that want to ride it. They pose a fire risk. And so um, those are something to definitely look out for and that'll change your per door, per door price uh, pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, and, and just by the way, for the listeners, if, if they need any kind of indication, you know, uh, JT usually can turn something around, give you a, give you a range pretty quickly. Yeah, um, without within a whole about lot of 24 hours. Yeah. And, and as long as I can get uh, enough information on the property and, and all I need is the, the most accurate rent roll you have, the T12 and an OM if it's available. And then I can turn it around within 24 hours because, you know, I, I'd love to tell you, yeah, I always use 550 a door, uh, but it, it, it just changes. There's a lot of variables in there. And like you said, you could have a prop, two different properties, 100 units each. But one of them, the average unit size is 500. And then the other one, you know, is a thousand. 
uh, square footage, and, and that throws off the per door price right there. So yeah. rather than just rely on that, send it over to me, and I'll get you a quick estimate to get you a little closer for your underwriting. Yeah, great. Okay, so being that most acquisitions are happening with bridge financing, do these lenders' coverage requirements vary at all? You know, I know, you know, generally, or I guess the, you know, another question, are they generally different from the agency lenders um, with, with less agency financing on acquisitions happening right now? Yeah, bridge is huge right now. Um, it's probably, gosh, 75% of what we're seeing right now. Um, the, it, the, you know, they do vary a little bit, but most of them stick on the same course and same requirements as the agency loans. So a lot of the requirements are, are very similar. Okay. All right. And then have you faced any binding challenges at closing recently? And if so, why? And, yeah, and maybe explain um, what, you know, what is that as far as, you know, binding a policy? Sure. Um, the, the biggest challenges that I've seen lately um, are just changing the, uh, the um, closing dates. We've seen a lot of closing dates uh, pushed back um, for various reasons, but a lot of it seems to be on the lending side. Uh, just making sure that they've got the right loan um, in place and, and proceeds and all that. So nothing, nothing insurance related. Um, and the quicker that we can get the lending requirements, uh, the better. A lot of times we'll get a generic, you know, agency loan. This is what Freddie requires. And, and we know that, but then your lender is going to come back with specific amounts with, you know, they want $106 a square foot for the building amount. They want this amount for loss of rents. And so we would then have to go back to our carrier and get those changes made. Um, so as soon as we can get those specific amounts, the better. That way we can get everything ready for you uh, for closing. But yeah, I, I think the biggest biggest challenge I've seen, um, and it's for a very various different reasons, but yeah, just the changing of closing dates are getting pushed back more and more. But as we get closer to the uh, end of the year, that'll stop because everybody wants to close before the new year. So uh, we're going to have a, a bunch bunched up here, but it makes it fun. I like staying busy. <laughs> well, other than other than getting you the information, whether it's you know directly from the buyer or the lender, um, you know sooner rather than later. Any other tips, I guess, for for buyers to help you know mitigate any issues as they you know get closer to closing? Um, yeah, I mean, having the right information is key. Whenever you're thrown something at the last minute, and oh, hey, by the way, you you know that we are, we have aluminum wiring here, right? <laughs> it yeah. changes everything. So, uh, one of the hardest things of my job is just tracking down like loss runs from the previous owner, um, or or enough information to give to the carriers to be able to quote it. Um, everything's so tight now that they want to know what they're underwriting. They want to know what kind of property they're getting into. So they, they do want a lot of information about the property. They do want to know what kind of loss has happened. Um, so I, I think that's the biggest challenge is just getting all that information uh, as, as quick as possible. And sometimes it's not the buyer's fault. You know, it's just the communication between um, so many different parties, you know, between the buyer and the broker and the broker and the owner, and then the owner and his partners and all that. There's just a lot of hands there. Uh, to go through. So sometimes it is a bit of a challenge. And I always offer um, just because a buyer, a lot of times they won't know what to ask for, what, why they're even looking at it. I'll always offer, Hey, let me, let me call the broker on your behalf and I'll, I'll try to get all this information for you. That way you can work on, you know, the other things that you need to work on. So I always offer that some buyers 
love that and they, they, they want me to do it and some others, uh, they, they don't. So it just depends on the buyer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, new listing opportunities. We're always trying to collect diligence up front, including loss runs, so we can provide that uh, to the buyers uh, during the marketing process so they can they can uh, fine tune and, and have a good indication of, you know, um, premiums. Sure. And I've noticed uh, even on the OMs that are out now, um, a lot of times if you know, you know, you'll even put up on there, you know, it's copper wiring. Uh, because that is such a big deal. Now it's on the OMs that I've seen. So that, that's huge. That's, that's, that's great. Uh, more information you have off the bat, the better. Yeah. Um, what coverage trade-offs have you seen resulting from increased rates? Um, the biggest trade-offs I've seen are uh, increasing deductibles. So people are trying to save on premium as much as possible. So um, they're, they're looking to do whatever they can. And sometimes increasing deductibles are, are is the right answer. Mm-hmm. We also have deductible buy down options. So if, you know, right now standard wind hail for North Texas is going to be a 2%. Um, and we have options to buy that down to 1% or lower. And we had a, uh, a lot of clients that opted for that in the past, but we're seeing less of it now. Uh, just because everything's so tight, they want to see our um, savings and premium as much as possible. So that that's really the biggest trade-off that I've seen lately. Yeah. Okay. And then um, in my experience, I guess any open insurance claims um, that I've seen, especially if they've, um, you know, they should have been closed out, you know, usually we just reach out to the seller and have them, you know, have the insurance broker or carrier close them out. But how are open insurance claims handled generally between, you know, buyer and seller if there's a purchase agreement in place? Yeah, it really depends on the um, the claim. Um, I, I've seen it happen a number of different ways. I've seen it where there's a PSA, um, you know, already signed, everything's ready to go. And then a fire happens, right? Well, when that happens, a lot of times I've seen that kill the deal, you know, that, because now it's going to take a while for the insurance company to go out, assess the damage, assess how much it's going to cost and all that. Um, so that claim is going to be open for a while. So I've seen that kill deals. I've also seen it where it doesn't necessarily kill it, but now we're going to renegotiate and set a later closing date, uh, have the owner fix the damage, get that claim closed out, and then we close. And then I've also seen it where um, it's a negotiation between the buyer and seller. They get lawyers involved and uh, maybe the, the seller lowers the, the asking price and they take the insurance payout and then uh, allow the buyer to, to fix the damage. So it really depends on the situation, um, what, what the um, transaction looks like between the buyer and seller. Um, so it, it really depends on a lot of things. And it, I think it also depends on, you know, in different states, uh, state law won't allow you to transfer um, the insurance, you know, claim money to another uh, another party. So you'd have to get lawyers involved there too, which is an extra cost, which also might kill the deal. So I, I've seen it happen a number of different ways, and there's certainly a lot of different ways to get around it. If you if the property is great and you still want it, there, there's ways to do it. Yeah, you're saying in Texas you can't assign the insurance proceeds. Um, it, it, it all just depends. Um, uh, in Georgia, that was a question of state law and apparently there is a law there. And so they had to get, um, some lawyers involved to, to get that changed in Texas. I haven't heard of it being an issue, no. uh, but it was, it would be something that, um, 
again, depending on the nature of the claim, I mean, you're talking about a $2 million claim because of a fire or something like that, then yeah, you're probably going to have to have lawyers involved in things like that. Um, sometimes you'll see, you know, a slip and fall claim from May that's still open. Um, who knows why it's open? You know, and we, we need to get the story from it. Did, did, did that get fixed? Yeah, it was a pothole that was fixed a while ago. You know, it, this is just kind of lingering there. We need to get with the care to close it out. And it's that simple. Um, but some of them are, are bigger, more recent claims that uh, are a little bit, little bit harder and complicated to address. Right. Yeah, I've seen insurance proceeds assigned, but I haven't seen an insurance claim assigned here in Texas. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's probably some legal questions um, that go along with that. But then also, I'm sure the, the lender is involved. So mm-hmm. a lot of times, just people just don't want to get into that, you know. So I, th- I think usually the better option is, hey, let's wait. Let's let the uh, the buyer fix these issues. Uh, and then we'll we'll renegotiate and, and close uh, after the the property's been fixed. I, that's most of the time what I've seen happen. Okay. Well, uh, JT, again, thanks for coming on. What's the best way for listeners to reach out and uh, learn learn more about you know Ramy King or get an insurance quote from you? Yeah, best way to reach out is uh, email me JT Lynch L Y N C H at RamyKing.com. That's R A M is in Mary E Y. At king.com. Uh, the best way to reach me, I'll get you an estimate within 24 hours if you need it. Um, be happy to, to look at your, your current properties at renewal and um, properties that you're looking to submit an LOI on. So we know that everything's so tight nowadays that uh, the underwriting is key, right? So sometimes um, the T12, um, maybe you, you want to get a little bit closer than what's on there, what's on the OM. Um, so what we do is I, I take a look at the properties that um, similar properties in the area that we've recently insured. And we compare that with the property you're looking at to get you a little bit closer numbered for your underwriting. So I'd be happy to help you out and you can find me on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Yeah. JT, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for being a resource for us and our clients and uh, hope to see you soon. Yeah. Thank you.